like working from home and then your partner works from home too sometimes and then you have visitors that come over or the kid is here and you know they have their own agenda of what they want to play with how they want to do it yep. how much attention they need and all that stuff so yep. but they know i have my certain time that i do my work and i focus on that have you ever let stress get the better of you want to know how to maximize your productivity my name is tommy bowie Follow me as I deep dive into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and industry professionals on the tools, tips, and strategies they use to overcome stress and boost productivity in their daily lives, especially when the going gets tough and the stakes are high. This is the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. My guest today is Elizabeth Davis, an engineer turned entrepreneur. She is the proprietress of Shadavi, a whole food plant-based beauty and wellness brand with a focus on transforming, restoring and retaining healthy hair, skin, nails and body. Through her desire for long healthy hair, she researched, learned and implemented natural long hair care techniques. She went natural, wore protective styles, moisturized and sealed for long length retention and created her own hair growth aids and products. As her hair grew from shoulder length to waist length in less than four years, she absolutely cherishes her hair and would like to provide you with products and advice that will deliver similar results. Elizabeth, thank you for coming on the Stressless Entrepreneur podcast. Hi, Tommy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of your podcast today. Elizabeth, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show is because you've left a long career in engineering and you now run your own product line within the entrepreneuring and e-commerce space. So I want to know more about that transition. But before we do that, are you able to tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So my brand is Shadavi and I run a e-commerce site. But however, we're more than just the e-commerce site. We provide health and wellness and beauty products to women, men, and children all around the globe. Mm -hmm. We focus on the health of the hair, the health of the skin, the nails, and the body. Initially, I was an engineer. I was in corporate America for almost nine years. I interned, like I interned at Walt Disney World. I was engineering the magic there. Yep. I was on the Magic Kingdom team one summer. I did that during college. I worked at other engineering and construction firms during my college years. And that's what I was going to be. And I was like, not really thinking at the time to be anything else. I just knew I had to go to college and that that's something that I wanted to do. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. After my four years in college, I started working in corporate America and I was working for a construction firm and I was doing project management. So I built and helped to build numerous buildings that are very in the public. If I named them, you would probably have heard of them, mm -hmm. especially if you're here in the United States. And so I really did enjoy building things and also seeing things grow from the ground up and seeing how things come together to bring a vision to life. And that's the same thing I decided to do and apply to my business. Was there a point in your engineering career that you thought, hey, this is right for me and I want to start doing something else? Well, what I liked about 
engineering, like I said, I was, I was building something from the ground up and seeing something come to life. However, it wasn't necessarily my vision. Mm-hmm. It was someone else's vision. And so what I wanted to do was build something from the ground up that was my vision and my dream. And so that's what I did with my hair brand. And initially I was into hair anyway. That was something I would do for free. I was into healthy hair growth. I was into healthy hair retention and growing my hair. And people recognize that. Like my friends, family, and strangers will always ask me, Liz, how's your hair so beautiful and healthy looking? How is it so full and lush? And I would kind of tell them what I do because it would be something that I did in my pastime anyway. I've always had a knack for hair. Mm -hmm. And so that was just something I enjoyed doing. And so when I was thinking of what am I going to do for my business, that's when it clicked about hair, starting a hair brand. And I was like, at first I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't start a hair brand because it's a competitive industry. And it seems like a lot of people are doing it. And then you have the giants in the space and can you really compete with them? Mm -hmm. But what I decided to do was apply my knowledge, my transferable knowledge from being a project manager to my brand. I decided to start a lean startup which in construction, we have what you call lean construction, where you basically take out all the fluff, take out of anything that's unnecessary, and you can still put something really great together, but it Mm -hmm. didn't cost as much as it would cost traditionally. So that's what I decided to do with my brand. I started a lean business and I took out all the fluff and I did a lot of things myself. Well, I consulted with people for help when I needed, and that's how Shadabi was born. And was it a side hustle at first or did you go all in? Well, yes, because I didn't quit my job right away. Initially, I was on a project in 2014. Toward the end of 2014, I thought of my brand and the actual name of my brand. And so then I actually registered it as a business with the state, but I didn't start selling anything for over like a year and a half. I didn't start selling anything to February, 2016, because I was in the development process. Mm-hmm. And so while I was in the development phase, I branded Shadavi. I came up with the concept of the products that I wanted to create. I actually found manufacturing and some of the manufacturing I did myself in my kitchen initially. Mm-hmm. And I basically just put the brand together and started my e-commerce website. Yep. And so like traditionally, people would probably go into a store and sell their products there, or they would get a brick and mortar and try to sell their products. But I didn't take on any of that additional cost. I just decided to do it lean and just go online and start selling my products. And so what else I did differently from some people was that I did not quit my job. I did this on the side. This was in addition to being up at 6 a.m. or being at work at 6 a.m. and staying to 6 p.m. and traveling for work and going to different projects that were not in, because I live in Atlanta. We're not in Atlanta like I did a project in Washington, D.C. I did some projects that were in nearby other states close to Atlanta. It was a lot. And so eventually after, let's see, I quit my job March, 2017. So it took me about a year 
to quit my job. But overall, the whole process took me about two, two and a half years before I quit my job. As you're speaking about that, it's sounding very similar to my current situation, because I've just started a side hustle as well within the e-commerce space, and I still have my full-time job, and I run this podcast. So I'm waking up at five a.m. weekdays, and then going and doing the eight or nine-hour days full-time, and then coming back and then finishing off the side hustle. So that's a, a good thing to hear that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel and you're doing it right because you're able to maintain your lifestyle, especially with what's going on now, like with the whole crisis that's going on now, it's good to still maintain your job and build your side hustle that will turn into your full-time business. And that allowed me to maintain my lifestyle. Yes, initially I would do things more in the evening with my business, but what I eventually started doing was waking up even earlier to do my business because I wanted to reserve my best thinking hours for my business. Mm -hmm. And when you wake up, you're refreshed, you're ready to go, you get ready for the day, and then you're ready to really put your best thinking cap on. By the end of the day, sometimes it's kind of challenging because you're mentally exhausted. You mentioned manufacturing some of the stuff yourself and not quitting your job when you started Shidabi. What were some of the challenges with working two businesses at once? And also the second part of the question is the challenges of diving into the e-commerce space. Okay. So the first part of the question, the challenges with working two positions at once, what I noticed was for me, timing, definitely time management was a challenge at first, but like they say, to eat an elephant, you just eat it one bite at a time, right? Not that I don't. I think anyone should be eating elephants, but mm-hmm. you know that's the phrase. <laughs> but <laughs> I think just doing a small part—it's the same thing as like when we're building buildings. I was just explaining this to someone that it seems like it's just this massive building. How do you do that? You have to break it down into smaller parts, and you have all these different dimensions that go into the building. So you have the concrete, you have all these subcontractors, but you only deal with it one part at a time. So you start from the ground up, actually you start beneath the ground, beneath the soil with your piles and all of that and making sure the soil is a good foundation. So when I say that, as far as a good foundation, you have to make sure that your business idea is a good foundation. That is something that's going to last the test of time. That's not something that's going to be here today and gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you have to get a good foundation going for your business as well as a financial foundation. That's why it's good to do both at one time, do your job and then do your business because when you save the money from the business and you keep reinvesting it into the business, then the business can grow. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to maintain yourself on the the salary that you decide to pay yourself out of that amount that your business is growing. Right, right. So we mentioned growing the business and salary there. What Did you set yourself a, a target or a goal in terms of, you know, if I get this target, then I will quit my full-time job? Or was it more about the intuition? Yeah, saying, I'm definitely yep. all about setting targets and goals, for sure. And that's something that was also a transferable skill for me. But 
like in project management, like you really have to be by the schedule. And if something gets behind, then we have to push something else behind, which pushes out the schedule. So we have to define workarounds for that. Like, okay, well, maybe this got a little behind, but is it causing lag in the schedule? Is it causing other items to be pushed out? You have to really consider that. Yep. And so in considering that, I was like, I have to give myself a reasonable amount of time to really get my business together to work out the nuances and to see consistent, have a consistent flow of income. And so I decided, well, I'll give myself, and this was after I already started the business, I had not set a date, yep. but I did decide like about six months before I actually quit, I had actually set that date that on March, I'm trying to think of what the date was, but I believe it was the last week in March. It was like March 30th or something. I probably still even have it in my calendar. I even set a calendar note that I was going to quit my job March 2017. Mm -hmm. And so I gave my job a three week notice because I knew that much ahead of time that I was going to quit my job. And I worked towards that date. And that's what you do. You have your end date. You have your cutoff date. It's a reasonable date. It's not something unrealistic. And you just work towards that date. Talk us through that transition. So what was an average day in the office like before you quit? And then just right after you quit? And then what's a day in office like for you now? Before I quit, everything was about construction and about the project. Everything that we for the most part, everything that we discussed was about the work that we were doing. And so that was a transition for me because sometimes I would have to be completely in a different mind frame to work on my business than I was to work on this construction project. Yep. And so I would get to work and I would just work on the construction project, work with my subcontractor, make the calls I need to make, do the calculations I need to need to do uh read my construction documents my specifications if i need to do a little research online about a particular product or something i would do that i would have to run my meetings and every day wasn't the same Mm -hmm. um, or meet with my subcontractors or meet with my team my senior project manager on the project we'll have our team meetings or we have our subcontractor meetings we will have our owner meetings So I had to do all those things while in the office, as well as walk the project and make sure that the actual workers who were actually installing the different products or the different items that were going into the building were doing them correctly and by specifications and by the uh, construction documents. Mm -hmm. And so those are the type of things that I did. It was very detailed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, so like I said, I did apply this to my business. But after I quit my job, it seemed like I had way more time than I had before. And so I just had to find ways to occupy my time a little bit more. I definitely read more books, listened to more ebooks, did more research online, did graphic design and was on my social media, making sure I'm sharing my social media, making sure I was getting the growth that I wanted. I was looking at all of my KPIs and my returns, my financial documents. I was doing things to acquire more customers. 
and things like that. And so that was my typical day. And I was working from home. I was not working in the office and I still work from home now. I want to take a step back and talk about Shadabi and some of the challenges that you went through as you were trying to grow that business. Okay. Yeah, sure. So challenge wise, I will say uh, one of the biggest challenges is making sure you have an understanding of your customers and then also understanding the technicals of your business. Because like for me personally, I'm not a software engineer or I'm not like a developer or anything like that. So you have all these different hats that you have to wear too, mm-hmm. like to keep your website up to date or mm-hmm. to like, I'm not a product developer, but I had to work to develop my product. Mm-hmm. And so you have these different hats that you have to wear of things that you've never necessarily done before, even though you could take some transferable skills and do them. And then you have to find good people to help you. So that's a few of the challenges that I've experienced is wearing these different hats and also finding good helpers or good people to work with. And do you have any people that you hire out on a consistent basis and or do the admin for you? Well, I have people that usually I work with on a contract basis or for a long-term contract because I don't have any direct employees. Everyone that I work with is more on the consulting basis right now. And so that's how I work more as of right now. But in the future, we are probably going to go hire people directly but that's where we are right now. Yep, yep. And that's all about trying to keep your business lean at this point in time while you whilst you scale and then focus on updating the systems and automating what you can. Because exactly. that's, that's, that's where you get most of your benefits, isn't it? That efficiency. Yes, it's being efficient initially. And then like as you get to higher level, then you can find people that you can hire on permanently. I want to talk about the current situation with COVID-19. Are there some immediate challenges that you were seeing in Shadavi? And um, just overall, what are some of the ways that you manage stress? As far as concerns that I was seeing with COVID-19, I mean, it was just so many unknowns with it. I'm like, okay, well, are they going to stop shipping things or is e-commerce going to go down or what are they going to do? But I realized I was like, well, distribution and mailing out goods is our way of life right now. So I definitely don't think that they're going to stop distribution because that's how you get toilet tissue. You have to ship it somewhere. You have to ship it to the stores. So I was happy about that. Um, I did see like some delays with some ingredients that were coming from out of the country. I know my manufacturer had shut down for like a week. So that pushed them back a week from getting me what I was supposed to receive. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have noticed those type of delays. And then as far as shipping our products direct to the customers, it is taking a few more days because the system is kind of overwhelmed as far as like UPS and USPS. Everything is being mailed out right now. And so, and plus there's not as many people working right now. Most people are staying at home to prevent the spread of the virus. So that's what I've noticed with that. And just in general, how do you manage and cope with stress? Okay, so for me, as far as stress, I definitely think that mindset is everything. 
And yep. so it's the way you perceive things that can stress you out versus perceiving it in a more positive way, because don't get me wrong, some things will become a little bit more stressful than others, but it's all about perspective. And so for me in the morning, one of the things that I like to do is do like a meditation. Like even if it's just 15 minutes, I have like my favorite music that I listen to that relaxes me and gets my helps with my mindset. And so I listen to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have like a list of quotes and Bible verses that I read in the morning that helps me to get going and helps with my mindset. Mm -hmm. One other thing that I like to do is I have this wall in my office and it has like my favorite poem on it and my goals for the year on it. And so that helps me with my mindset also. And so those are the type of things that I do for stress. And then I drink a lot of green tea. Yeah, I love the concept of uh, having a, a wall of poems there because I do something very similar, but it's uh, it's mm -hmm. more about that. Uh, we call it a vision wall where it's about mm -hmm. where do you want, want to be in the next five, 10 years and kind of like those unicorn pictures about holidaying and living that life that you want to live. Yeah, I definitely have my vision board with my vacations and my dream home and my dream business and health yep. and all that stuff on it for sure. Yeah, I, I had a conversation with Maggie Gieler, a business strategist as well, and she advised to create a love folder where, where people give you compliments or, you know, you have success stories. You just take a screenshot and put that into the folder and you can always refer back to that. Uh, I thought that was a great idea as well. Yeah, that is because people give you compliments and some people are in such a negative headspace that they can't even see a compliment, right? Yep, yep. And sometimes it's like you could be like so into something else that you can't even hear or see the positive in something. And that's where the open mind and the meditation comes into play too. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth, do you have a partner or any children at this point in time? I do have a boyfriend, but I don't have any children. He does have a child, though. Yes. Are there any challenges with running Shadavi and, I guess, immediate challenges with that? Well, yeah, because they're both here right now and yep. you can't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> but they are loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like working from home and then your partner works from home, too, sometimes. And then you have visitors that come over or the kid is here and you know they have their own agenda of what they want to play with how they want to do it yeah how much attention they need and all that stuff so yep. but they know i have my certain time that i do my work and i focus on that the reason why i asked that is because my partner is also here and it's almost as if i use her as an excuse to not do work when i know i should be doing work and that for me is one of the biggest challenges is that how do i effectively commit to a time because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm distracted because it's a different environment. You know, yes. she's usually not here. And then it's about how do we manage the life side of things whilst, you know, growing the work side of things. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Because I use them as an excuse not to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm supposed to go to sleep. <laughs> so that's true. It all balances out. And like if you spend your time worrying too much about it instead of just doing it and not procrastinating. Yep. then you'll just be better off. So it's just like, just think positive, just get it done and go on about your day. 
Yeah. And are you the person that's, you know, if it's work time, it's work time. Or, you know, if we're watching TV, that there's a possibility that you might be on your laptop and kind of integrating work and life? Well, now, since we've been on quarantine or whatever we call it, yep. I've noticed that I've been working from like day to night. Yep. And I'm like, I'll sit in front of my desk, do my work at my desk for the most part. Then I'll go and sit in front of the TV and be on my laptop. And I just noticed that I do need to transition to a time where there's no work because you find yourself being a little bit more burned out by doing that. So yep. I'm being, I'm just being more mindful of it. And so after this, I have a live that I have to do and then this weekend, I plan on doing no work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And have you had any coaches or mentors along the way, whether it be for Shidavi or just the, the transition from full-time to entrepreneurial space? Um, I haven't really had any official coaches or mentors. I do believe in having like, I would call them a life coach, but like a licensed therapist to help you along the way. Yep. Then I believe in like people that you work with who are more knowledgeable than you are about certain things. I still consider them mentors because they're expert at something and I can learn something from them as well as my business can benefit from that person. Mm -hmm. And so I've never had like somebody like this person does exactly what I want to do. And so let me get them as a mentor. I've never had that. Talking about finding someone that's done what you've want to do. Is there a particular goal for yourself now in terms of the next 12, 24 months for both yourself and Shidavi? Yes, I do have like some financial goals um, that I have. Like I said, I have my, my dream vision board with certain goals that I have, but um, I don't want to say them because just in case <laughs> I don't quite make it all the way there. Yep. <laughs> but at least I'll make it close, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I think there's a quote, I'm not sure who's from, but a goal halfway met is a goal succeeded, something along oh, those lines. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, that's how you push yourself outside the comfort zone is those goals are just within reach so that you're always pushing yourself to do more than you can, in a sense. Yes, you're always growing. Yep. About that as well, what would you say would be your proudest moments for Shadavi? My proudest moment initially with Shadavi was when I made my first sale, when I actually yep. set my website live and I posted like on my Facebook and Instagram that I had been growing about my product yep. and I made my first sale. That's probably my proudest moment. My second proudest yep. moment was when I was able to quit my corporate job and just do Shadavi full time. Mm -hmm. And I guess my third proudest moment is today that we've grown so much. So to where we are today. I have a couple of questions coming out of that. The second moment, being able to quit your full-time job for Shadavi, do you have any tips for people who may want to start a side hustle or are feeling that their current full-time job isn't providing them the fulfillment at the moment? Do you have any advice on how to get started in maybe a side hustle or the e-commerce space? I would say just do it. Like I said, focus on a lean startup so that you're not investing too much into it, but you are investing enough into it, especially your time and some of your savings or whatever you have set aside for it. Like some people may not even have any savings. So whatever you have mm -hmm. or whatever resources you have, use them to your advantage and be thankful for that. So like for me, 
like when I started my business, I wanted to invest in my products, but I was like, well, I have the money in my savings, but at the same time, like that'll be my savings. So then I blessedly, I had a good credit. And so I got 0% interest credit cards that were 0% interest for like 18 months. Yep. Yep. Each of them had like a certain limit on them, but I used those and just made the minimum payments each month until I actually launched my products. Yeah, I, I love that concept because it's all about leverage, isn't it? It's about understanding where you can leverage. Yeah, you have to be clever for sure. It's all about leverage. I want to take you back to your proudest moment, your first sale. Talk us through that. You know, where have you seen most success in terms of which marketplaces you sell on and success in which social media platform has given you the most success? As far as which marketplace I sell on. I sell directly on my website, a majority. Um, mm -hmm. We do sales on Amazon, but yep. a majority of it comes from our website. And that's where most of the success has been. We actually today launched a new website. It's the same shadavi.com, but it's just a whole new look and feel to the website. Well, updated feel mm -hmm. that is very clean and crisp and very luxe feeling so when you get a chance you should go and take a look at it but it looks really really good and i love it so always innovating and always improving is a necessity in business mm -hmm. because otherwise you'll go the opposite if you're not improving you'll be going the opposite way mm -hmm. and success in social media which which platform have you seen the most success in i've seen success on instagram on facebook Pinterest, it's really, it really all works together for the good of the brand and for people to see you in multiple places online and also having bloggers and influencers talk about your products and talk about your brand has been successful for us too. Yep. I think there's a, there's a concept when it comes to there's, you have a certain control over your customers and you know, if you have them on your platform then it's uh, much easier to contact them and you know make that second sale because you already have them within your ecosystem. Exactly. So the thing is you should definitely own your customer's information and have access to that. Like you should have your email marketing going and you should know, have data about your customers collected. One thing, if you're selling on like a secondary marketplace, that's just extra. That's yep. just an extra place for your customer to find you. It's another convenience for them. But whatever you sell on those platforms is secondary to your main income, which is on your your own data and your website. Yeah. Liz, we're just running out of time here. Is there anything that I've forgotten to mention that you'd like to discuss about in further detail? I'd just like for everyone to go to the website and take a look at the new website. It's shadavi.com and it's spelled s-h-e-d-a-b-i.com you can also find us at shadavi on instagram at shadavi on facebook and pinterest and twitter and you can also find me at queen elizabeth davis on instagram wonderful i'll make sure to have all those links down in the show notes below as well with that said and done lisa thank you so much for being part of the stressless entrepreneur podcast Yes, Tommy, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy that I could share some of my tips and some things that work for me. And I hope 
everyone who's listening can develop a process that works for them and move forward and fulfill their dreams. There you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast with me, your host, Tommy Bowie. If you like what you've heard today, please make sure you subscribe to our show and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review so that we can take on your comments, grow with you as a channel, and keep providing you quality, stress-free content. If you have a story to tell or just want to say hi, drop me an email on hello at thestresslessentrepreneur.com. I'll catch you all on the next episode.